on my end anyway. (laughs) Apparently that's all that matters. Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank and with me is Ben. Hey. And this week we're going to talk about Gulliver's Travels. A book. It's crazy. Uh, What? Do you even recall like what led to this? I, I forget there was a there was a Winnem joke I think. Yeah, it definitely just got mentioned, and then I have a. It was clearer that I could go on and on because I can go on and on about the Winnems. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's a. I had read it recently-ish, so you know, I'm I was in obviously. Yeah. So, but I think we should still start with the beginning, and starting with the beginning, my take on Gulliver's Travels is. Beginning of Gulliver's Travels is garbage, and people are garbage for only remembering that part of Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> I mean, I think I, they they serve a purpose. Like, they they definitely serve a purpose. I agree. And actually, in okay. the uh, in the back of my edition, I have like a Penguins Classics whatever thing, and uh-huh. um. Is that, is it in, I saw it somewhere in here, it mentions, uh, what are the two stories that you said the book one and two? Oh, uh, Lucian and Rebelles? Rebelles? Oh, Rabelais. Rabelais? Rabelais, he's French. Sure. Okay, yeah, Uh, it actually mentions those as like. Yeah, Rabelais wrote Gargantua and Pantagruel which were stories about giants, and it was a lot of the same kind of body humor that's in those first two uh, books of Gulliver's Travels. So so all of that stuff feels... Having read Rabelais before reading Gulliver's Travels, really, at least in a thoughtful way, um, that all seems like he's just ripping that off. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Um, Although, I, I mean, I also assume he's also riffing on travel journal novels that were just popular at the time i think mm-hmm. that we just forget about because that's how satire works is the satire is if it's good it remains and now everything else we forget about but. so uh i guess for anyone who doesn't know uh probably a quick summary of each book um yeah the first one is one of the ones that everybody remembers he goes on a trip uh shit happens wakes up on an island and he's tied down, and there's all these little people everywhere. Yeah, the thing I'll give it credit for is, like, it's pretty immediate with him at the beginning of the book, basically, waking up and having been tied down by little people. It's yeah, like they don't... instant don't. image. So people who don't actually read books and read first pages of books, they got that part down. <laughs> they, so. Yeah, they, they crushed it. <laughs> um, the second part, similar scenario. Uh, shipwreck ends up on island. This time it's with... The inverse, there's giants on the island. Uh, yes, now he is he is the tiny man. Book two, I think, is the most filler. I could see that. Like, yeah. I, book two, book one at least has some stuff. Book two is... Yeah, there's, I come understand on, now why we skipped it in class. <laughs> like, it's like, you're literally, A, doing the same kind of thing, but just the backwards with some of the body humor stuff although it's even not as good there's no peeing yeah it's just like it's just like oh 
He's like standing on ladies' nipples. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> book three, he uh, sails off again, and yeah, he gets convinced by like a really good offer. Yeah, and this time he's shipwrecked. Or is it shipwrecked? No, they're pirates take the right, ship. Right, pirates take the ship. They kidnap all the crew, and he just sort of leaves. This is sad. <laughs> he gets like away. To, yeah, he, he manages to get away. Um, they, like, promise not to like kill a, him. Yeah, yeah, they promise not to kill him, and they find, he finds himself on, like, a shitty island, and then a floating island in the sky picks him up. Yeah. So that happens, and then uh, there's some adventures there, and then that island sets him down in one of... That uh, the king on the floating island, like one of his earthly domains on the ground, they uh, set him down there, and some stuff happens, and then he goes to Japan. Um, does anything really the, happen there? I get a little hazy around that. Uh, just the important thing is that people are very thoughtful, and they're so thoughtful that they need people to like slap them in the face constantly for them to be able to pay attention to anything that's happening or yeah. have a conversation. There's these flappers that yeah, just hit him the, in the face with these yeah, peace axes. The, definitely the main chunk of book three. Yeah, and then uh, book four, like that's a that's a ten out of ten quality right there. That's that's the tasty bit. Yeah, that's the, book three that's is where it stuff. starts to get interesting. He's at least making fun of something. He's like yeah. making fun of like logical, overly logical thought and stuff. Mm. Like there's a story about them trying to make uh, like oh, power yeah. by running water uphill. Yeah, it's like just, just just so much like stuff. bad logic, but but he's uh, like he's making fun of a thing. It's just like okay, you're making fun of a thing. And uh, yeah, book four, uh, same deal, uh, shipwreck island. Uh, uh, the gist of it, which we'll dive into way more, is uh, mm-hmm. horses are the smart, intelligent beings, and humans are the filthy, dirty, shitty, bestial, slave labored kind mm-hmm. of things. That are grotesque and hateful and all that, but and food and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, your usual. And like the part of of some of the earlier stuff that's important for establishing in the Winham stuff with the horses is is the like in the Lilliputian in all these places he goes, he's like pretty enthralled by the it's about like talking about the culture there and what he and he becomes like a student he's always like feels like he's become like a kid or a slave kind of situation and he's like being taught by these nobles so that carries over into the horse into the horse side of things yeah but But in uh, all the other cases he kind of holds on to his europeanness his -hmm. britishness his englishness the last one he doesn't (laughs) no uh, and actually going, like, circling all the way around to the uh, beginning. Does yours have, I didn't know if this was a staple of all editions or just this one, because I didn't recall it, the uh, letter from Gulliver to his cousin? Uh, yeah. To his cousin? Yeah. Yeah. So he writes a letter to, is his cousin, like, the editor? Or the person who handled all of the... the publisher, I think. Yeah, like it, basically yeah, to the publisher to the reader is the first letter from the cousin talking about all the stuff he cut out because yeah, like, like, it was boring. I wanted to make it a little yeah, readable. like bitched him out for over editing the book and complained about how apparently there was 
probably another book length of just sea language. Yes. <laughs> so Which, that again. The uh, the interesting thing here is that it is very obviously meant to be written after book four so he keeps referring to humans as yahoos and whinoms and his master whinom so Mm -hmm. that's and uh, talking about people in england criticizing him as filthy yahoos then i need to gonna it's the the good stuff gonna like write a little star down next to this note i have because i actually want to talk about it later all right Well, yeah, some of the other things that are of note is that the Lilliputian story kind of ends because his his time there ends because the the society, the kingdom gonna, he's living in is at war with. Well, are we gonna are we gonna talk one? about like the whole book at all? Like the I mean, whole... yeah. Well, I just sure. you know I wrote down. What did you want to? Yeah. Just say what you want to say. Interesting points. Um, just like kind of, I guess, more chronologically. I don't know if it matters. So yeah, I know. I was I was going to talk about a structure thing. Fine, go ahead. Talk about your thing. Talk about your thing. <laughs> no, it's a quick note. I just I enjoy <laughs> the fact that within like again the very beginning of the book, because shit kicks off instantly, the ship is fucking going down, and he slams back a pint. Like that's his that's his start to this whole thing is I'm gonna kick back a pint of brandy, and then like chips down bottoms up over the rail. <laughs> like I just wanted that to. Uh, All right, it fair was enough. It needed to be mentioned. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have, but yeah, that it's the kind of like weird little details that'll just happen. Yep, throughout the book, it's it's kind of Swift's sense of humor. But yeah, like part of the structure is like the Lilliputians, he's he's kind of brought into them and they're at war with another faction. And basically the king of the Lilliputian society he's been hanging with that, that have sort of enslaved him is like adamant and him going and destroying their enemies. Yeah. Just like wiping them out. And really it's built in that like. I mean, just like he signs some is, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they let him live in a house, but uh, he was supposed to do whatever the king said. He did yeah. get, he did get like a noble appointment. Yeah, after he, I, I mean, he captures refuses the fleet to like, yeah, outright refuses to carry out the rest of the order to like fuck everything up on the other island to completely subjugate the other. Yeah. The other society and make them vassals. And you the... might be wondering uh, what what thing has caused them to fight. What horrible, horrible, terrible yeah. thing has caused these people to uh, split in two? Um, one half cracks their eggs open on the bigger side, and the other yeah. half cracks them open on the smaller side. So it's a good bit. <laughs> yeah, it's all. <laughs> and this all started because way back when some emperor, what was it like? The emperor's kid broke his egg open on the small side, or the big side, whatever side was opposite of common practice, and yeah. like died somehow from it. So he declared that, or no, like cut himself or something. I, some he cut. Thing. He just cut himself. Yeah, just that cut was himself. it. He cut yeah. himself. And so he's like, everybody, I have a grave announcement. <laughs> We're breaking our eggs on the larger side now. 
And if you didn't, you died. So it was cool. Yup. Good times. Good times. Also, Gulliver puts out a fire in the Queen's Palace by peeing on it, and she's kind of mad about that. Yeah, like... He was very proud of it. Yeah, he was super <laughs> happy with like his quick thinking. <laughs> and, you know, in, in that same vein, uh, poop servants. Because yes. these... So, the Lilliputians are roughly 12 times smaller than normal people. So, like, everything they have is scaled down times 12. Not consistently. Yeah, even, even their farm animals. Yeah, like animals, trees. Like, trees, I think, are, what, seven feet tall or something? Yeah. Um, and it's not consistent, though, is the thing. Because at one point, he has, like, a whole platoon of uh, soldiers and horses on a handkerchief. And just, it's, yeah, there's some, yeah. there's some instances that they just use, like, hyperbole or whatever. But, yeah, he takes a dump in the corner of his house because, you know, plumbing not really being he, a thing. Well, also, he's chained in there. Yeah. He, all, he doesn't have anywhere else to go at the time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, 12 times the deuce, and now these people have to take care of it. <laughs> oh. Got to Gotta transport that. What a shit job, am I right? (laughs) I like the like the first time he pees is like people going running. Yeah, they're yeah out of the way. He just like turns because that's when he's on the beach and he's like turned on his side and he like turns over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he's always he's like he's very being very polite about it. So he's always make water. Yeah, make water, relieve myself of necessities or whatever. Um. That's that good. They do have... I don't know. I, w- I was just kind of taking note of anything I like found interesting. So some of it is just mm-hmm. like, we have poop servants. And then after that, the little um, commentary on how they think that his watch is an idol. And like the concept of time and whatever like makes it our god. Which, you know, real obvious. Like, uh-huh. We worship time. Which, I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I don't think there's enough there to talk about it a lot because it's like yeah, no. in your face. But you know. And uh this one this one was more relevant, uh going back through it after um the Trump presidency is how they handle their politics. <laughs> which is uh, basically, politicians are chosen by acrobatics and entertainment. So, you know. They had a whole other system with, like, tying ropes around people. Yeah, if you... And then... You, like, walked and on then, a rope. And if it was, like, the higher it was, the like, you got a certain color thread or something. It was basically... But also, they had two systems. And the... Just this other one had, like, won out over time. Yeah. Like, people were supposed to be qualified, but just the Emperor, like, doing but this actually. other bullshit. <laughs> yeah. They didn't actually follow that anymore. Yeah, so that, you know, also a fairly obvious commentary. Yeah. But I'm just reading it, at, like, post-Trump was, uh, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Look, government's always been fucked up and people have always been joking about government being fucked up yeah that's just a thing but just i don't know the trump is the just funny an extra level of ridiculousness 
Like, it's especially now that I'm going to put the image into your head of uh, Trump doing acrobatics to... Uh, That's not. Nope. Yep. That the image is not. It, it doesn't work. Flipping. Nope. Yep. It just doesn't happen. It's like a, it's like an orange <laughs> lava lamp. 404 error. <laughs> it doesn't, just doesn't work. <laughs> In, uh, it just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. For one, I can't see his hair going upside down. Just... Nope, yeah, that's the best work. part. <laughs> I mean, it isn't like knotted into that shape, so that probably holds fine. <laughs> but the the big contrast is comes when then you get to the uh, the bigger people, because their government is fine, and yeah. they're the the it's it's kind of the same. It's just. They're like disgusted at how fucked up the English government is when once Gulliver like explains it to them. Yeah, they, and Gulliver is like, yeah. "Hey, I can teach you how to make a gun." And the leader's like, yeah. "Are you oh. fucking kidding me?" Oh. I wouldn't dare. Like, <laughs> oh. Just tear yeah, just like actually offended by the concept of uh, being taught that con- like how to make guns. Yeah, after being told how destructive and horrible yeah. they make everything. Yeah, and he's, like, horrified that Gulliver is just like, yeah, you know, we got these things that, like, launch out cannonballs. It'll kill, like, a thousand people on a ship at a time. Like, just casually yeah. mentioning all this bloodshed. That's, like, the only thing in that whole fourth of the book, though. Yeah. Other than Gulliver, you know, the naked ladies putting him between their boobs. Yeah, they're like they're going like, like people are gross. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> playing around with him and stuff, and like they like dangle him from one of their nipples or something. They're like sixteen. They make him bullshit. Yeah, there's a sixteen-year-old who makes him stand on her nipple, and he's not comfortable. With it. Oh no, dude, he's not even standing. He's like clinging. He's like hanging uh, on it. Okay. <laughs> Which is, Weird. I think, worse. <laughs> Um, just yeah, like, what but the doing? reason why that's kind of like uh, presented as gross is that he's small enough where he notice his eyes are, I guess, finer than these large people. So he notices like all of their pores and all of he- their moles with hairs that are like the size of a person. <laughs> and yeah, all and all their smells. Stuff. Yeah, and they like, sound all weird and gross. Yeah, it's just so, like everything about it is gross. I guess it's just like, all the grossness of people. And they're not. They're definitely described as just being people, yeah. not like oh, yeah, weird yeah, yeah. ogres. Just people just pe- just that people, happen to be big, big people. Yeah, just, I guess it's like imagine if you could see the minute details of everybody's body. Like we would look disgusting. People are gross. Yeah. And then they kind of have a little commentary on how uh, in Lilliput, he thought everyone was super fair-skinned and, like, had really nice, like, feature, mm-hmm. like, everything, basically. Because he couldn't see all of their tiny little flaws and stuff because they were so will. But they thought I'm he was disgusting. People. I mean, he did shit in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and there was that little upskirt scene. When he's like walking over the army, and like, or they're having oh, yeah. the army march under his legs, 
And he's like, yeah. a couple of young cadets or whatever. It's like, like, it was, but it's like, also like his underwear was just in such a bad shape. Yeah, he's just like in rags. <laughs> like people are looking up and laughing. <laughs> yeah, they were right? told like, not they, to. I don't. Why would they laugh? Why would they laugh? He could like throw out a helicopter <laughs> dick and like take out <laughs> half their half their city. People laugh at dicks, man. I guess. Have you not met people? I mean, yeah, I suppose. A big dick. It's just funny. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. comedy gold. <laughs> So um, that happens. The uh, the thing that kind of pissed me off about book two the most was when he gets home and he's like amused at how small everyone is. Like, oh, <laughs> I just... had to, I had to move out of the way so I didn't step on anyone. And like, it's even though so he's obviously dumb. the same size, and I'm like, he just yeah. keeps looking up. Yeah, he, he hasn't like up. figured like, out. His, and he has to look down. Yeah, when his daughter is like talking to him, he doesn't notice her. <laughs> he's looking up. Like this is, mm. I mean, he's clearly making fun of people who have written books like this, who have said how the world was different once they got home. Yeah, it's just so infuriating. It's just, it's just, it's not that funny, and it's he he goes all the way with that bit. He goes yeah, all the way. Yeah, he goes all the way like, to the end of book two. All right, I guess you're doing that bit. Okay, Godspeed, sir. Yeah. And then um, in the beginning of book three, like, he gets home and his wife is so happy that he's home again, even though he's, like, shipwrecked and it was terrifying, blah, blah, Like, ten days. Ten days later, he's like, hey, um, I know you're happy. I'm back. Uh, and I know I'm I promised out- I'd never leave again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going out to sea. <laughs> like, just leaves. Like, it just says convinces her. I, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he also describes his kids as her kids. Yeah, like he does right. take certainly by take... the end of the book, yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm pretty sure at the beginning of book three, I'm pretty sure he's like and her children. But uh, yeah, so then we get to uh, book three where he makes his way to Laputa, uh, the floating island filled with Rick and Morty fans. Their eyes go in different directions because they're so wrapped in thought. Yeah, they think so much. Yeah, this is the the guys with the flappers. They have personal attendants who, like, hit them in the mouth and ears so that they remember to talk and listen to others. Just the worst people. Just the absolute... I like how it says um, the women want to go live in the world below. Like, the the women want to live on, like, regular Earth. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, ain't nobody want that. They don't want to deal with that. Ain't know what ain't nobody want to deal with that man. I also I I'm not gonna lie. They go into a nice description of how the island floats and is steered. I skipped almost all of it and just wrote down <laughs> fucking magnets in my book because they were getting all of these like imagine line A D and then line G H and uh, E F yeah, uh-huh. and if you move the lodestone along line A that adjusts D and it's like all this other shit and I'm like you know. We're just good at magnets and uh, move on. Okay, Ben, let me tell you about this book by Kepler where he has a dream where he read a book where he was stolen by pirates 
And then they took him and taught him about the people that live on the moon. And that was all a setup for his book on lunar astronomy. Nice. And how, how astronomy works when you're on the moon, if you're looking from the, from the moon. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are actual things people would wreck. Yeah. I don't Framing know. devices. Fra- yeah. I just, okay. I was also going to ask, uh, Laputa, isn't that the name of the island in, like, the Ghibli film? Like, Castle in the Sky? I think so. Okay. I was pretty sure that's what it was called. I'm like, alright, I understand where this comes from now. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of those little, little things. One of those little deets. Yeah. I do like the description of their outfits, though. Like how they're all starry and suns and moons and instruments and basically yeah, a whole bunch of wizards up there. It's all about cult shit. Yeah. Cults are cool. I want to be in one. No. I mean, it depends. I on mean, the cult. I mean, maybe, maybe you do. I don't. Eh, it depends on the cult. Not all cults are bad. Look, Most man, don't of them. just. Join a cult because of the robes. Don't do it. <laughs> Holy shit, your outfits are fly. Where do I sign up? I mean, I've seen a person on Twitter saying, man, but the Ku Klux Klan's name titles are cool. Oh, like Grandmaster Wizard or whatever? Don't be that guy. I mean, at that if, That's a at bad that person point, to be. Just, like, get into funk. Like Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There are perfectly good things with cool names or robes you could do. Yeah. Don't just join Most cults. of it, honestly, most of it involving funk. Like, if you told me a musician was up on stage in a blue robe with, like, stars and moons and musical instruments covering it, I'm thinking, like, you know, Funkadelic or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sadly. Not Funkadelic in the story. Just, uh... Not really. They're Stuck not very up. funk. They're, they're like the opposite of funk. <laughs> they have despite they are, having, their heads. Their heads are crammed firmly up their rectums. Yep. Though they are supposedly very Although, good at music. Or yeah, have their own definition of good. There's another thing. Kepler was also really into like matching music notes to the planets okay well that's obvious because the music of the spheres like yeah exactly that's important yeah it's all about those ratios <laughs> oh. oh that's just okay mm. so there's a subreddit <laughs> uh r slash the ratio i'll let you all uh-huh. go check it out um maybe don't open it at work but you know Thank me later. Oh, you oh you're doing it live. No, that's what I don't. That's fine. We, no, we can we can do this now. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I got the general idea. Yeah, all I right. I don't understand but, what know. that has to do with ratios, but it's I'm okay. it's a ratio. Would you like me to explain the ratio? Oh, so I get we, it. So we have variable t and it. variable a. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah. I got it. 
All right. Got it. You guys can all, anyone listening can uh, <laughs> if If you don't get it as a listener, don't worry about it. Just go there. Just go to reddit.com slash r slash the ratio. One word, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. We need, I've like, heard worse word. ratio takes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I okay, I... Being honest, I was going to name a well-known ratio in math, but I realized I don't know any. So, uh, any nice. math, any math ratio is worse by default because math is worse. What? I don't no. like math. Yeah. math I would fine. not. I would not get on with these people. <laughs> like if I found myself <laughs> on Lapida, I would be not well off. If I would they, be infuriated that they're trying to make water run uphill. Hey, that's not on Laputa. That's on the ground. Uh, so we can move. Right. We can move down. We can move literally down to uh, Legado, which is like one of their cities, one of the bigger ones or something. I don't remember the the logistics of a lot of that stuff. Okay, it's a city um, ruled by the king, who is also the king of Laputa. Um, yeah, it's like also bullshit, but on the ground. And they nice. have a whole academy dedicated to various ways to improve things that are all ridiculous. Actually, that's not a strong enough word. They're ludicrous. Yeah, man. Get out their way. Get out I mean, I business. would get out their way. The one guy was trying to uh, <laughs> extract, re- reassemble food from human excrement. <laughs> So it's literally just this guy, uh, like, it, what did it say? I think it said something like he receives, like, ten barrels a day or something donated. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like science. Yeah. So he literally is just picking through it and, like, trying to remove the saliva and, like, get all the good bits out. Uh-huh. Because, um, I mean, it's the same stuff. Nothing was, clearly nothing was taken out by the body. No. So... It just passes right through. <laughs> um, the only other one that I have written down was the uh, dog who... what? A, uh, th- there was like this guy, uh, also a scientist, but kind of doctorish side of things, uh, mm-hmm. proposed a method for curing diseases where he got a bellows, shoved it up your ass, and like went to town. Uh, <laughs> As he, you do. He demonstrated this on a dog for Gulliver. (laughs) The dog, like, bloated up a bit because you are filling it with air. He pulled the bellows out. It let out the world's, ripped the world's largest fart and died. (laughs) And then he tried to revive it by the same method. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) real uh, top-notch science going down. I mean, it's just not that far off from actual early science. It's the sad part. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. How could anyone, like, that's, yeah. I mean, it's not worse. Be... Not, not, yeah, it's not obviously. actual early science. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just... It's closer than it should be. Fair. Fair enough. They were just doing stuff. <laughs> just see, like throwing everything at the wall, see what sticks. Pretty much, it's the 
early principles of science are just do like, experiments until a pattern appears. That's like Bacon's yeah. whole thing. So, yeah, we get those nice, nice experiments. I yeah, forget good what some of the, fun times. I forget dogs what all of them are. farting themselves to death. Yeah, just just wholesome, just a wholesome experience. Fun for the whole family. We could make a Jack Black movie out of it. Oh, I mean, maybe we watch <laughs> that. Maybe we do like uh, a. It's just the fucking know. first book, though. Isn't it? I, is no, it just the first? I thought it was first guess, and second. I. It might be the second too. I don't. I don't know. But I don't think they get to the third or fourth, which is all. Which is this why is I reminding to me. Watch it. This is reminding me jumping back to book two with uh, Gulliver hanging by the nipple, on uh-huh. lady. You know, you know, some dude back in the day was reading this book and just getting a raging hard on and not knowing about like giantess fetish fetish like just like someone introduced him yeah someone introduced him to the concept of giant woman and this guy just like a whole new world he got woke woke to giantness (laughs) oh and his ancestors carried on his legacy to deviant art (laughs) Anyway, we jump back. I just—I mean, this is this now. is what people had to do before DeviantArt. They had to read <laughs> right. like, highbrow, f- yeah, satirism. Get those fanfics going. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't recall much, if anything, about his visit to Japan. I imagined it being racist, but I really yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember either. Flip is that like? Is that even in my uh, one ninety three? Yeah, let's do this. We're gonna find out about Japan. Do some quick skimming. Nice. It's like, oh right, okay. That's talking about uh, how Laputa suppresses insurrections. Basically, they just hover over an area because the island is like four and a half miles diameter. So they just block out the sun and the rain until people give up, or they just slowly descend and crush them. Because the king was scared of descending too quickly and breaking the bottom. (laughs) I feel like he's just... just not in Japan long enough to I, yeah do i don't anything. think he i don't think he is that sails to japan oh yeah and then he's like and i was oh my in, god like, japan. oh my god this quote though <clears throat> but my stay in japan was so short and i was so yeah. entirely a stranger to the language that i was not qualified to make any inquiries and just leaves that's his time uh-huh. in japan so he doesn't know the language and that's apparently a roadblock now he didn't know the like, language in any of the other places yeah, he yeah, went either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, you know, I guess were... in those other places he was trapped there for I at least suppose, the first two. Yeah, it was kind of I, forcibly yeah, I stuck there. But still, that's just like, yeah, I can't be bothered. They're just normal Fuck. people. Ugh, fucking Japan, fucking weeaboos. <laughs> Not an anime fan. 
not <laughs> yeah Japan. yeah i was gonna say like rolled into japan like someone yelled kawaii desu and he's just like yo was that dutch ship going back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah book four though book four though book fucking four Whew. I mean, do you want it? Do you want to start or? Uh... So it doesn't. It's kind of play starts playing out similarly, mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of running the playbook of. Oh yeah. He meets the horses. He gets a master who starts training him in all their amazing ways because they're super smart. I mean, also this time he leaves his pregnant wife behind. <laughs> Just ditches her. But yeah, gets to the island. Uh... Meets the savage humans who have, like, sharper claws. And, like, he decides upon seeing them that they're ugly AF. Yeah. Lank. They got lank. That's a good word for it, yeah. And hair. Lots of hair. Man, things have hair. Fucking hair. Don't horses have hair? I don't understand. He's I mean, hanging up. I mean, they have fur, but it's like, it's a nice, lustrous coat. Like, these imagine humans don't like all people have, with... These humans people, all had mohawks. <laughs> I mean, imagine people with, like, that werewolf syndrome or whatever, where they have, like, excessive <laughs> hair growth, and it's just like, ugh. Ugh. I'm just I'm combining it with his previous disgusting about, like, mole hairs. He's just got he's got things about he's got hang-ups, man. Just suggesting that Gulliver might have hang-ups. I there I am not disagreeing in the slightest. His primary hang-up is it doesn't want to be at home. Fuck yeah. This, fuck oh this yeah, like you just <laughs> It's wanderlust, but in a bad way. Yeah. But yeah, the Things start to get more complicated when, like, you could think of it as, oh, there are these these horses are the people, and then these things that look like people, but they're not people. Except the Winhams make it very clear they think of Gulliver as a Yahoo who just happens to be particularly smart. Oh yeah. And once Gulliver leaves, he makes it very clear. He thinks of all the people in England, like regular people, as yahoos. Yep. So well, he even asks the, them to, like, stop calling him a yahoo, and they're like, yeah, okay. But they very clearly still are like, that's adorable. You're a little yahoo. <laughs> He's not, I'm not black, I'm OJ. It's kind of... And obviously, um, they inquire about the workings of his homeland, and he explains that the Yahoos are in charge, and they're like, oh, uh-huh. that's uh, that's weird as fuck. Um, what do horses do? <laughs> Not pleased with um, the results from that inquiry. Yeah, they're, they go, uh, well, I guess we're going to have to kill all the Yahoos. Yeah, like, he ta- basically... Can't, can't let this stand. Like... At first, they're all, all right, um, how could yahoos subjugate such a stronger, like, a physically stronger species? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
um they're trained from a young age to be tame and obedient it's totally not like domesticated slavery type of deal it totally is (laughs) (laughs) i mean horses are just animals though it's fine not like people yeah, over over like the course of book four, he just comes to absolutely despise humanity. Yeah, it's bad. I actually think Gulliver becomes grosser than the horse people wanting to kill all the yahoos. Oh, I'd say so. Just because he's like he's one of them. It's yeah, just like it's a bit of yeah. double think. Like, he recognizes that all the humans are, like, yahoos and are gross and disgusting and vile and stupid, but he doesn't consider himself one. No, Perhaps. he kind of, I mean, he, he does. Kinda he, does. he still considers himself kind of gross, but, but yeah. Horses are good, people bad, clearly. Mm-hmm. The moral of the story is, don't value horses over humans oh yeah that's right because he gets back in his his horse (laughs) at home he starts like talking to it and like referring i think he refers to it as his master winnem in the very (laughs) beginning two horses at the end in the very beginning he talks like in the letter he talks about his master (laughs) winnem and i'm not sure if he's referring back to the island or his own horse um I don't, this is reminding me, I had my thing to talk about. I don't. He does. He talks. He does refer to them as degenerate Winhams. Right. Yeah. Um. So not. They're not as. The horses we have here. They're not on the. They're not on full Winham status. I'll, I'll say. And this is also like. It's the only one where he's. He wants to stay. Yeah, yes. Like it, all the all the other places, he's like, "All right, I'm ready to leave. Give me the fuck out. It's interesting. Bye." And yeah. this one, he's like, "This is nice. This is cool. I like this." And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill all of you. So, I mean, you're okay. So we'll let you leave, but we're gonna kill all these yahoos. Yeah, we're gonna murder them all. And then." Gulliver gets to make his boat, which is my favorite part of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the ship of flesh. Oh, my God. Babies know, make the like, best sails yeah, yep. because their skin is so soft. Uh, naturally. Just... It should be mentioned that uh, I'm pretty sure uh, this will probably be false now that I'm... Uh... Saying it didn't Swift also write um, the satire thing about eating babies. I forget what it's called. A something argument or something like that. A modest proposal. A modest proposal. That's the one. Yeah. Yes, that was Jonathan Swift. Yeah, I was pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same vein. Eating babies. Eating people. I mean, he's not eating, eating them. He's crafting a sail well, out of their this, skin. This, yes. <laughs> Obviously much better. You have to use the whole baby. You don't want to waste any part of it. That's just disgusting. Man. 
My favorite part is there are people that read Gulliver's Travels and it doesn't register to them how fucking horrific the Ship of Flesh is. They're just like, yeah, he was with those horse people and I guess he left. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> that was about thing to it. Like, we touched on it briefly in class. Everyone kind of skipped over it. Like, uh, ain't nobody want to mention this? He built a boat out of people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he slaughtered a bunch of people and made a boat out of them. Like, yeah. uh, Let's see if. And then he went. And then he went home to his family, and thought of his family as the same as he thought about those people he slaughtered and turned into a boat. Like, he looked at his kids that same way. It was identical. I mean, you know, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. In uh, the mid-1720s, Gulliver encountered a couple babies. Like, it's all very, very connected. Very, I would see, this is where I wish the sea language hadn't been taken out. How did the world fare? (laughs) How did the how did the sales compare to uh, regular sales? These are the statistics that I find relevant and important. It's such a good fucking horror image. You've been reading this whole oh, yeah. fucking book, like, and, and then and he's know, just like, busts out. Like you can't make a sale out of one baby. Like no. that's patchwork babies. <laughs> like, that is that is a collection of babies. That is a, a very and you know their skin isn't going to be uniform color. Like, ugh. And you, you can't use all of their skin. It's not like a square. Yeah. <laughs> what begs the question? What do you do with all the leftovers? <laughs> I mean eat them i don't know <laughs> make a handkerchief oh god oh oh that's an image <laughs> i like didn't need Just wiping your nose on a little patch of flesh yeah man baby's oh. cheeks make the best handkerchief oh don't even <laughs> jesus oh it's just terrible when I read this this book, I had a thing where I was not I was not trusting of horses <laughs> for a while and or horses in media. I guess just not. It's bad. I guess part of the, like I, some of the other things like maybe people don't connect, and that's why they don't find it necessarily like gross and kind of horrifying. Is mm-hmm. that the uh, the Winhams? also did not have a concept they didn't have words to express evil and dying to them was not like bad it was just a routine of life so there's almost yeah. no empathy for death they have no word to express evil and they want They're to only... kill all of the yahoos <laughs> their only words for bad things were ways to describe the yahoos yeah like that was the only connection to anything bad. And I, th- I think like lying, language. they had like something like the thing that isn't or something like that. The thing that is not. Yeah. Because like right. Gulliver came and immediately, uh, or no, maybe it was a concept that like the Yahoos had like forced them to make a word for or something. Regardless. Mm-hmm. These people who think that death is routine and have no word for evil are like, yeah. Killing all these people is logical. 
it's the right thing to yeah. do, obviously. Yeah. I mean, there was one Yahoo who was intelligent and could learn things. We have to kill all of them. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the big thing. They weren't going to kill all the Yahoos. They were fine with them. But then Gulliver showed up, and they're like, oh, shit. A Yahoo can be this, too. That's not okay. Unacceptable. Oh, they were t- fine with teaching him. Yeah. Not fine with the systemic implications of his existence, though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, eventually they're, like, grossed out enough by a human living in a house. <laughs> Why are you treating your Yahoo like a Whinnam? That's disgusting. You let it in the house? Ugh. I hear they shit in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I hear they start fires and then piss on them to put them out. I love that at the end of the book, there's just a long thing of how he's talking about the veracity of his story. Yeah. It's like, this is definitely completely factual. Dare you to question it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um again it's one of those probably genre things he is he gets back to his family is filled with disgust and contempt for a year he can't be (laughs) in the presence of his family for a year and he buys two horses and talks to them for four hours a day yeah he eventually learns to tolerate his family but it's never never on good terms Mm mm-hmm yeah, like for the rest of their like for the rest of ever, they're just like yeah. that. That's not going back to normal. No, this is he has irreparably been shaped mm-hmm. and changed by this experience. The other ones, they were not. He was he was just back to Gulliver this again after like, a while. He, he was looking up at people for a while. It yeah. was all fun and games. Not this time. So. I guess this kind of makes it not necessarily scary, but I guess a little bit cr- an extra layer of creepy is that uh, Swift also suffered from dementia. Like, I don't know if it was during or after writing this or to what extent, but you know, that whole thing just kind of like horses killing spree flesh boat dementia like it's not a great combination of things to imagine i'm pretty sure he had the right sense of humor about what he was writing though it's fine yeah i mean he's just, we have enough examples oh yeah good good but this, this is also a good example of the the ways in which comedy and horror are like of the same cloth in certain ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, like dark humor. Yes, <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. It's just on my the you know, the the links between comedy and horror are more on my mind this year because of Get Out. Gotcha. I should. I mean, if I saw it, I'd probably know more <laughs> what you're talking about. But I have a rough idea. Yeah, 
It's just um, like that the the structure it takes to tell a good to structure a good joke is the the structure of a good horror punch a lot mm-hmm. of the times. I mean, and uh, season four, episode one of Rick and Morty, maybe they build a baby boat. <laughs> Not something I would be surprised at. No, I would I would that would be on par. They like tread. I think they tread that line pretty well sometimes. Like definitely more on the comedy side, but like if you stop and think about some of it, it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean Rick's motto: don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't. It's bad. To I think I about. do think, despite not liking the second book much at all, and like the I like the first one, especially, but that's because I, like- I have a real hard on for, like scenes and stories about learning other cultures. Mm-hmm. So, and I think in Lilliput, well, Lilliput and uh, then the, I forget the actual name of the island, but with the Winnem, Winnems, sorry. Um, Winnem. Winnems. He definitely goes into the most detail about their cultures. So. I mean, he goes into a lot of detail about stuff in the third book. It's just okay, I start it, to glaze over at a certain point. That might it's have happened, fucking yeah. nonsense. Yeah. There's so much nonsense. It's yeah, it's just a lot of silly things. Yeah. But I do think the the books kind of help illustrate I it, my interpretation. Uh-huh. And I suppose I could find arguments for this and like write a nice essay on it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Is um I think from book 1 through 4 in that order, he gets more and more kind of like sick of humanity. Like, the Lilliputs maybe plant that seed, and they're not, you know, they're not that bad, they're not that different, but they have some stuff that they do better. And then, obviously, by the time you're in book four, he's like, fuck people. Like, you'd make a I good, mean... You'd make a good backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can I can see wanting to save people or suck after going through book three. Like, <laughs> I, this yeah. is worthless. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good here this is all this is all waste of time just gets back I have seen some shit <laughs> but yeah don't value horses over human beings no no don't do it I don't I don't no don't do it nope I know what you're gonna say about valuing certain animals over people you can do it as a joke but that's only goes so far. Yeah. Only so far. This is just bringing back, f- like, flashbacks of all the... So my sister used to ride horse. Mm-hmm. Like, showmanship and whatever. Mm-hmm. Horse girls are fucking nuts. Like, they <laughs> actually do value the horse over people. Like, well, I, obviously, you have that spectrum of normal to full-on crazy, but once you get yes. to the, more of the full-on crazy side, it's actually kind of scary. Like, I don't want to be a backpack. Yeah, man, they're talking to their horses. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see myself through their eyes. Maybe I'm just <laughs> a pile of steaks and uh, canteens. You'd make a nice saddle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Two birds, one stone. (laughs) 
She said she wanted to ride me, and I was into it for a while. <laughs> Just have okay. to get rid of all this meat. What a book, though. What a book. What what a book. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the first book a little more on this reading. I saw a little bit more of what was actually there, particularly at the end of it. Um mm-hmm. Second book is still. I'm just. It's just filler. No, it's it's dull. It's buff. It, I guess it's because like he's so little. So when he like makes the shit talk there, it's just you know he's taking a little shit. And it's not funny. It's too too small to be funny. And it's. I mean, it's just too much. Like it's like the last book, but reversed. Ah. Crazy. It's just I'm part of my personality of not getting bored of seeing the same shit again sometimes yeah. with certain things. Mm-hmm. This is like making me... I wouldn't want to do a full discussion on it, so I'll mention it here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Canterbury Tales? Mm-hmm. Have you Have you read it? Yep. Some of it, yeah. The yeah, Miller's Tale, book. though. Like, some of that same kind of just... I don't know, the dog died via farting. Like, just the part where the dude sticks his ass out the window and, like, the person's nose goes into his butthole and he, I think the exact phrase is, lets loose a thunderous clap of a fart. Like, doesn't all have to be Shakespeare, people. Got some classy stuff here. My favorite metaphor in a famous book, though, is uh, in Thucydides, which is all about the like Greek wars mm-hmm. uh, is the phrase what is it cold bun in a warm oven <laughs> or warm bun in a cold <laughs> oven I can't remember it's a What's it's it a, a metaphor for? it's decrophilia like, okay definitely a warm bun in a cold it's a oven. warm bun in a cold oven oh man <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> one of my faves. I mean, like, that's obviously before turning them into a sailboat. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, that is a much, get, much older book. You got to get the most out of your Yahoo. <laughs> and bring a couple corpses for the road. You know what? Maybe they're like... All right, hear me out. Maybe the Whinnoms are actually real, and maybe some of them have somehow made it into mainstream media. Because, like, now we got BoJack Horseman going around. Like, how long is it before people just accept intelligent horses? How many steps do we have to take before, you know, the first battleship arrives on our shores? I mean, it's basically Blade Runner. Which I still with replicants. <laughs> I got okay. I was invited to come watch the original movie, but ironically, it was during the set time for like this podcast last week. <sighs> and you know, commit to the podcast. Not, I'm not letting this go down like another wasted vat of pasta. So <laughs> spaghetti cast up in here, cold, fucking moldy in the fridge. That's a cold bun in a cold oven. (laughs) 
but yeah so i was like yeah I, I i tonight doesn't work for me and people were talking about how we would go see the new blade runner and i did uh i did taco tuesday last night and uh i invited crump his new girlfriend that's a story for another day but <laughs> it's a thing um and he asked why i didn't go see the new blade runner movie with them <laughs> You gotta fucking invite me first. Like I need that text. <laughs> like no one, did, no one followed up on me hey, seeing the new one. Why don't? Why didn't you come with us to the thing we didn't invite you to? Yeah. Huh? I mean, I don't why like you, it. Why aren't it you does, fucking stalking us, fucking not, asshole? It piece does of not shit. Bother me in the least. Like I'm not. I'm not someone to be bothered by that shit. Like whatever. <laughs> someone thought someone else was texting me. But I'm just like I, I don't know why I didn't go. That's how podcasts die, Ben. That's how podcasts die. What? Start skipping them to hang out with friends. Well, also you have three people, and two of them, neither of them, oh. email you. Yeah. Or they say they'll get the episode sent to you, and then they never do. Fucking Canadians. <laughs> Too busy. Too busy hacking a hacking a persona to uh <laughs> Maybe to maybe one day we'll have three episodes that we've we recorded and not up- like uploaded. Two of them like two of them are relevant because one is me talking about uh No, we got the Vienna one up, didn't we? Okay, so <laughs> like maybe remember. one of them one of them is just like I think one is me in Russia. So uh. that one's probably relevant. Because it's like talking about Russia. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember know. you complaining about them being relevant, then putting one out that was super late and not relevant anymore. No, that anyway. one wasn't one of the relevant ones. Okay. The Vienna was, one I think was, was still... I think it was on like before Zelda had come out. It's like the oh, last that one sounds about right. Out. I think the Vienna, the Vienna one was partially relevant because it was talking about Vienna. But... Yeah, I know. Like at probably at best one and a half of those are like at all relevant. I think that's an episode. That sounded like an episode. We uh, you know, we started with uh, we started with poop jokes and we ended by uh, taking shots at spaghetti cast. So I feel like we low low hanging fruit. It's all low hanging fruit. What do you think the Quinnums do with the testicles? I don't know, eat them? That's the thing people do with testicles, right? Ugh. I'm not surprised. I can't, I can't think of anything else you would do with them. Plant know, them like, in the ground and hope a tree grows? Like little knickknacks? Also an omino- What is it? Omonotopia? Um, Onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia. Uh, That's the one. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> knickknacks? <laughs> Paperweight. Oh, dude, they'd roll. I mean, I guess if you have the whole sack. <laughs> yeah, you, you well, you put them in a new sack. Oh, okay. like a leather sack made. Oh, from... sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you collect enough of them, you like give the kids a slingshot for Christmas. It's like it's like a fidget spinner. You just ro- roll them <laughs> oh, around no, in your it's hand. Like a, it's like a fidget spinner. It's like one of those lucky, it's like one of those, calm, like the stress rocks that you rub with your thumb. Yeah, you just squeeze right it. In the, right in the palm of your hand. You just squeeze it as hard as you can. 
Relieve stress. Yeah. That'd be a terrible spread. There's no there's no give. <laughs> you just squeeze until you break and then you gotta get a new one. You gotta kill another Yahoo. Well, I mean it's always more Yahoos to kill. <laughs> Endless supply, bro. I mean, I assume except until the Wyndham's killed all of the ones that were near them. Nah, and I they mean, were out. you keep them. You keep them in like that's why that you keep them in captivity. Why you just keep breeding them? You kill all the replicants and then you make new replicants. Yeah, that's the thing. All right. Uh, this has been a another episode of Salt Circle Podcast. Yeah, you can contact us at saltcirclepodcast at gmail dot com. Leave a comment at soundcloud.com slash salt circle where you can also find our episodes you can hit us up at twitter at salt circle pod you can find me on twitter at comic panels and i'm on twitter at bean underscore lp it's been an episode of the salt circle podcast thanks for listening see ya poop jokes